The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Hello and welcome to Beeson's Long Shots. I am Matt Brown, joined by Wes Reynolds, the victory lap guy over here. I mean, listen, I'm going to give you your due in just a second. Two for two for us uh, here on the pod, actually, in the last two weeks. So hopefully we can keep that going here for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Wes, uh, let's do a quick recap here of what we saw this past weekend and tip of the old cap to you. You did have Justin Rose and you also had another winner. Yeah. Abraham answer over at the uh, Saudi international, which was an Asian tour event actually was not a live event, even though there was a lot of live guys in the field, uh, bet three guys, Abraham answer, Cam Young and Henrik Stenson actually answer and young finish one, two, maybe more on Cameron Young here in a minute. And in tomorrow's episode of long shots, but good to get on the board, man. You, you set it off with Max Homa last week. So now it's Bidlin's turn. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, we had, uh, had, had Justin Rose faltered, we probably would have had another one here on the pod. We have, we, we, we would have had Brandon, Brendan Todd who, uh, at 80 to one, at 15 under does finish he two with Brandon Wu. So as we look at what you saw at AT&T and the guys that are going to go and play waste management now after this, is there anything that you saw any of those guys that maybe you weren't really thinking about at all, but you liked what you saw this past weekend? Yeah, a couple guys. Uh, obviously, with Rose, what made me land on mm-hmm. him, I thought the approach game was actually very good at Torrey Pines. Just didn't really make anything. But it was just going back like through this field. And and I think the fact that experience mattered a little bit here, it still mm-hmm. does at Pebble Beach. I think it's either an elite player or somebody that's kind of an experienced, grizzled veteran. And I think that Justin Rose absolutely fit that to a T. And you saw a lot of the really good putters uh, uh, play very well at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Brendan Todd, who you mentioned, Denny McCarthy, Peter Malnati. These are always really good putters. Uh, uh, Like what I saw out of Taylor Pendrith, though. He actually shot eight under in his final round to finish 12 under, T7, Gained about two and three quarter strokes putting. We know this guy's a big hitter, the the Canadian player, and uh, you know really is a good ball striker. I think Pendriff probably is a guy to keep an eye on. Maybe in one of the middle to lower type events, like we saw him contend mm-hmm. last year in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage. So I think that's a guy that that you certainly would want to look at. Uh, uh, like like the way Keith Mitchell played. I know he didn't really get a lot going on that back nine on Sunday slash Monday morning, but 
Keith Mitchell is a guy who I think is starting to put some more consistent finishes together. So he will be one uh, I will abs- absolutely be eyeing of, of the uh, contenders. Uh, Seamus Power, a little bit disappointing, even though his broach game I, I thought was very good, just wasn't great with the putter this mm-hmm. week. But you you can see, you know, some guys maybe to keep your eye on when you get into like these middle grade type of fields later in the summer. Yeah, what do you think about some of these names that were super popular heading into the tournament? And look, you and I were on a couple of them, and it didn't pan out. Uh, If we take a look down here, of course, you and I both, I think, were on David Lipsky this week. He gets cut. Uh, Ben, uh, Ben Griffin didn't do very well. Matthew Fitzpatrick, another name that we just found out after we had taped long shots, Wes, then the news came out that Matthew Fitzpatrick was dealing with like a little bit of an injury and all these things Mm -hmm. like that. And so that, that certainly, I guess we can only assume played a factor here as he gets cut and goes two over on the tournament. Are you worried about him as we move ahead this week? I mean, if we look at the odds board and of course we'll, we'll run down the whole thing here in just a little bit. I mean, we're, we're looking at a, fairly short odds. I mean, 35 to one here. He's, you know, only like 10th or 12th on the board here for the waste management. I I can't see myself getting involved knowing that he's, he's dealing with an injury coming off of a miscut and a pretty weak field. Yeah. And, and there are so many, as you, as you mentioned, Matt, there are so many really good players in this field. I mean, this Mm. is a, you know, really close to a major championship quality. If you look at it, I believe, uh, we have 22 of the top 25 in the official world golf rankings, like 37 of the top 50, all the 10 top 10 from the FedEx cup last year, all 11 players that have actually won on the PGA tour dating back to that fall wraparound schedule are in this field this week. So there are so many names uh, with Matt Fitzpatrick. I know he finished top 10 here last year, but I want to see a little bit more, you know, how he gets through this injury. And also uh, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is maybe I think that there are better courses that are, that you could target him. I'm thinking like the RBC heritage, which is, you know, his favorite course mm-hmm. almost in the world at Harbor town. Those are ones where I think maybe you can look at Fitzpatrick. So let's head over to DraftKings and look at this draft board here for the, I mean, look at these odds boards here for the waste management. Now guys, this is an elevated tournament. So as Wes mentioned, I mean, the names we're about to rattle off that are all going to be at this tournament. I mean, it, it is just unbelievable what we're going to see down there in Phoenix. And so we've got John Rahm at the top, Roy McElroy. Both guys are the only, they're the only two under 14 to one, Wes. We got Rom at 850 and then Rory at nine to one, then jumps all the way to 14 for Xander and Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau at 18 to one. Then we have a few guys at 20 in Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, and Colin Morikawa. Max Homa coming off of his win at 22 to one. Sung J.M. also with him at 22 to one Hideki Matsuyama Tom Kim at 28 Victor Hovland and Cam Young both at 30 so uh, those are the guys all at 30 to one and shorter and I guess my first question to you and of course guys we will have the big long episode here tomorrow so be sure and go ahead and subscribe to get this in your feed but initial take on these you know let's call it air quote the favorites here in this one yeah, I don't anticipate on being uh, uh, either on Rom or McElroy. Certainly, yeah. Rom has more of the tenure here, and being a Scottsdale resident, he's never finished worse than 16th. Actually, he's got I think uh, I think four top tens and one top five. I don't anticipate 
being on either one of those guys, even though Rory comes in with a win from Abu Dhabi a couple weeks ago. But this is an event, and you mentioned some of the names. You can get some decent prices on guys that are top 15, top 20 in the world in, in this mm-hmm. event. So, I mean, you know, I look at, the, obviously, the form junkies. You mentioned Matsuyama. I don't know if I'm going to be on Matsuyama, but he does have two wins here, one back-to-back in 2016. And in 2017, I was on Scheffler. Uh, last year, Justin Thomas has a couple top threes. Xander Schauffele was third last year and was second the year before. Patrick Cantley actually made his debut here last year and finished second. And then, uh, you know, another guy that we haven't mentioned, I want to see if, I, you know, I might even go back to him, is Sahith Thigala, who mm-hmm. I think that you could get in the 40s range. Remember, he kind of had this event in his grasp last year. And then he had a wayward drive uh, late in the round on Sunday that took him out and he finished third. But he comes in off a fourth in a very good field at the Farmers Insurance Open. Of course, uh, Tom Kim is the debutante this year making his debut. That didn't seem to bother Patrick Cantlay as he got Mm -hmm. in the playoff. But uh, one that one that I have already played, even though he doesn't really have a lot of history here. I had to play Colin Morikawa at 20 Uh or above. I just think that. He's playing too well. He has made the changes in terms of uh, with the new putting coach, with Steven Sweeney. So I really like, you know, the trajectory he's on, even though he has like one finish here, and that was 25th two years ago. I don't think you necessarily want to get married to the form junkies necessarily, because even though this is always a good field, Matt, this is a a totally different animal this year. Now that it's an elevated event, $20 million field purse, plus obviously the week of the Super Bowl in the same venue, basically the same town as the Super Bowl in the Phoenix Scottsdale area attracts a lot of players. I'm with you on more Cal. It's just, it's, it's crazy to see. And it's just because of the depth of this field, but to see that big of a number next to a guy playing, you know, as well as he's playing and guys, listen, that was just the 30 and under guys that we Mm -hmm. just mentioned these are all 35 and longer matt fitzpatrick jordan spieth sam burns you mentioned see the gala tyrell hatton ricky fowler taylor montgomery jason dage tommy fleetwood i mean these are all guys that you are going to be able to get at at big numbers right and we have proven winners on the tour as well that you're going to be able to get at really really big numbers down the board so i don't know how many exactly long shots i'll have this week west but i certainly know i'll probably have a couple of dart throws because when you can get some of these guys at triple digits that have some of the skill that these guys have i think it's going to be too much for me to pass up yeah i agree with you i'll probably have one or two now i'm not i'm not going crazy with 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 bombs down the board just Mm. because i think the, the the class of this field is 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 pretty remarkable, I think, for a real early season event. And I'm just uh, looking a little bit through my history here. You had the one lawn bomb back in 2014, Kevin Stadler at 125 to one. But if you look at the winners here, Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Hideki Matsuyama, mm. uh, Kepka twice, Kepka again, Phil Mickelson. You know, Hunter Mahan, when he was really playing well back in 2010, these are all proven players. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to really find somebody, you know, 
way down the board. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I take a dart, you know, just for, for kicks on Webb Simpson, who has mm-hmm. won this before, even though he's not in really great form at 200 to one, but yeah, it's not going to be like last week, Matt, where some of the players that we yep. were willing to play in Pebble Beach in a downfield that we're willing to play this week. There's just too many guys ahead of them. Yeah, and I think one of the things, Wes, that, that plays into that as well is, you know, being able to handle the atmosphere down there as well. Like, not only having the skill, but also being able to handle what is, you know, just a gigantic party atmosphere. And, you know, it's one of the few tournaments on tour where – they're not going to look at you funny if you're making noise and you're doing things and hooping and hollering mm-hmm. and all the different things like that. And so it, I, I think it does take a guy not only with superior skill set, but also you, you almost have to minimally, very minimally handicap just where they are from a from a mindset mm-hmm. standpoint as well, because I do think it takes a certain type of dude that can handle all of that. That is why Tom Kim, I think, is also very interesting mm-hmm. this week, because even though it's his debut, if you've watched Tom Kim and watched him yeah. a little bit last fall at the President's Cup, watched him earlier this season, he gets the crowd going like he, he loves wants, he wants yeah. to noise make. He, he is, is such a personality and so charismatic. I think that he may love this event, even though he's never yep. played here before, never really seen this course, maybe has played a practice round here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. This is a guy that I think will love this because if you look at a guy like Cantlay who content, contended here last year, Cantlay is very, very stoic, yep. you know, very, very quiet, doesn't seem to really be engaging, but he was able to focus even though he did that little waggle all the time with this putter. And I think that might've thrown off his rhythm late in the Sunday round when he got to winning time. But Tom Kim is a guy that I think is totally going to embrace like this almost happy Gilmore like atmosphere that you see at Phoenix. Yeah, I'm actually with you there, too. I did just a preliminary kind of run of a of a model without doing a a full deep dive into everything. And boy, he just really does pop a lot of a lot of the places that I'm interested in this week. And then, like you mentioned, the guy just. I think he'd love it if somebody was screaming and, you know, like, yeah. it feels like yeah. he's that type of dude that would be all into that, you know, where some guys would like give a side eye. I think he would like fist pump, you know, and so right. I, I'm into, I'm into all that too, from, from a handicapping perspective this week. So guys, we'll be back with a, a full episode of long shots, me, Wes and Kelly full model breakdown from all of us, what stats we really leaned into this week. And you'll also get not only our outrights, any placement market, any head-to-heads, anything like that that we have in the account. Wes, I'm headed down to Arizona on Wednesday. I'm going to go to this thing. And um, not only that, I get the rest of country books to bet into, my friend. I can't tell you how happy I am. Yeah, to be able to bet a golf tournament and like bet it for real. It's going to be so amazing to uh, to be able to take that in. I know. I'm I'm mostly jealous of that. (laughs) I'm mostly jealous of that, to be honest with you, because I think, you know, we talk about it. These placement markets, these top 10s, top Mm -hmm. 20s, even top 40s that I know DraftKings Mm -hmm. and a couple others offer. I those are the way to go. If you're really managing your bankroll here and you're splitting out rides with that and, you know, playing some head to head, that's a way to really be creative with it. And we really don't get that here in Las Vegas, maybe with the exception of the majors where we get maybe Mm -hmm. some more placement markets, but certainly not as much as like DK is going to give you down in Arizona. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm super, super stoked. Not only to go out to the tournament, but honestly, like you said, I'm almost equally as stoked to be able to get a big betting menu for it as well and get some of that stuff 
into my account. Guys, as always, please subscribe, rate, review, help this thing climb those charts, help more people find this. We're starting off really, really well, and hopefully we continue things here with the waste management. Good luck on all your bets. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.